There were two more murders 15 miles away. When police the arrived, they found the telephones and electricity lines. We have a weird homicide. A scene described by one investigator as reminiscent of a weird... Morning. Cop of murder. There are some crimes so gruesome that they go down in history in incredible details. Others, unfortunately, can get lost in time. On August 12, 1860, a man was born who would be known throughout history as the forgotten cannibal. So if you like your coffee hot but your bones chilled, sit back and start your day with a morning cup of murder. Carl Donke, a man who would live a life most would forget, even has a birth date that is up for dispute, with some sources saying he was born on August 12, 1860, and others saying February 11th. Regardless, he was born in Munsterberg, Silesia, now Zimbitsa, Poland, to a family of wealthy German farmers. Like most of his life, very little is known about Carl's childhood. We know that he was a quiet kid who his parents found difficult to raise, ran away for unknown reasons at the age of 12, and after graduating elementary school, became an apprentice of a local gardener who helped Carl take up the job and make a life of his own at a pretty young age of 25. Around this time, his father died and his older brother inherited the family home. So Carl used his portion of the insurance money to purchase a land of his own and start a farm. It failed soon thereafter, and he was forced to sell it to purchase a home in what is now Dawawa Street, a home that, due to inflation rates, he was unable to keep and had to sell as a result. Not wanting to leave his new home, Carl moved into a small apartment in a portion of the house's ground floor while running a nearby shop where he sold the locals their meat. Known for his skinless pickled pork and boneless pork that he was able to sell at big city markets. While his life didn't seem worth remembering historically, those who knew Carl seemed to enjoy his company. Known affectionately as Papa by those in the community, Carl volunteered as a cross-bearer and an organist at the local Lutheran church and was known to allow strangers and those who found themselves homeless to stay in his house free of charge. So, with all of this in mind, you can imagine everyone's shock when they found out that From 1903 to 1924, the kind and generous religious man seemingly turned into Mr. Hyde and became the macabre monster that murdered and devoured a minimum of 30 victims completely undetected, gathering each of them from that lovely offer to stay in his home for free. In late December of 1924, a homeless man who had been staying with Carl was able to escape the home after the man turned on him with an axe and began slashing at his scalp. He was found by a coachman who then took the man to the local authorities, and Carl was arrested and brought in for questioning. Now, this story has been told a number of different ways, but regardless of how the man ended up free from his captor, the result was exactly the same. Carl Danke, Papa, to everyone who knew him, in custody and telling police that, yes, he did attack the stranger, but it was because he was defending his property from what he believed was an unknown burglar. And given his nature and reputation, they were inclined to believe him. But when Carl was found dead in his holding cell just a few hours later, having taken his own life with a handkerchief, those investigating the crime thought there must be more to this story. 
A few days later, on December 24th, 1924, the police went to Carl's home and discovered the gruesome truth of what the compassionate man was doing behind closed doors. A detailed report of what was found inside of his home included the following. 16 femurs of varying size and strength, 15 medium-sized pieces of long bones, four pairs of elbow bones, seven heads of radii bones, the bones located in your forearm, nine lower parts of this same bone, eight parts of the lower elbow, a pair of shin bone, a pair of lower elbows, and radii with extremities still connected, a pair of upper arms and upper arm heads, a pair of collarbones, two shoulder blades, eight heel and ankle bones, 120 toes and phalanx, 65 feet and metacarpal bones, five first ribs, and 150 individual pieces of rib bones. In the kitchen were large tubs of brine with meat pickling inside, and if you will remember, Carl's specialty inside of his shop was boneless and pickled pork, though there is no concrete evidence that he sold human meat to his customers. He also sold things like suspenders that, when later looked at, were found to be made from tanned human skin and shoelaces that were made from human hair. They also located the identification of 12 travelers and assorted pieces of male clothing, as well as a ledger that contained the names of 31 victims, one of which was the name of the man who escaped and sent this whole investigation into motion. Unfortunately, while 30 seemed to be the number that Carl kept track of, the number of bones would indicate that there could be 42 or more victims who lost their lives and flesh inside of his home. All were travelers or homeless. The majority were 40 years or older. Two were probably in their 20s or 30s. One was no older than 16. And another was likely between 13 and 14 years old. As news of Carl's actions spread throughout the tight-knit community, the media and locals were all at a complete loss as to what could have triggered such monstrous actions from such a kind man. A man who would later be referred to as the cannibal of Zimbitsa or the forgotten cannibal. To this day, the case of Carl Danke remains mostly forgotten and for the most part, unknown. Only two articles about his crimes were ever published at the time and it's unclear as to why, despite proof that he and his crimes existed, he remains forgotten in the annals of history. His motives, methods, and even exact nature and number of those killed remains a complete mystery. In fact, one of the only photographs that exist of this man is one taken post-mortem as he lay in his coffin. But probably the most jarring unanswered question is, how did he go about killing for so many years completely undetected? According to some accounts, an apprentice once ran from Carl's apartment covered in blood and was never heard from again. And another man complained to his neighbors that he was asked to write a letter after waking up to find a chain around his neck. Carl was heard hammering and sawing all through the night and on more than one occasion was seen walking through town at night with heavy bags only to return home later completely empty-handed. There was also the issue of the smell coming from his apartment and how, despite the worst period of inflation, Carl always seemed to have enough meat to turn a profit. According to some, they always assumed it was dog meat and kept it to themselves. 
According to modern historians, it's likely that some neighbors were suspicious of Carl's activities, but as long as nobody from the town got hurt, he was left unbothered. Thank you for joining me in my morning cup of murder. Please join me again tomorrow to hear what terrible thing happened on August 13th. Don't forget to rate and subscribe and let me know how you like it. If you want to help support the podcast, there's always Patreon or just sharing it with your true crime obsessed friends. And remember, stay safe.